Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. This episode is going to be a replay of my Instagram live for those of you who could not make it. If you don't know, every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and every Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I get on Instagram live at the Christian Bay underscore and I give a word on Fridays and we have Bible study and Q&A on Wednesday night. I would love for you to join me. If you would like to sow into this word, you can sow at my cash app, which is dollar sign the Christian Bay or my PayPal, which is the Christian Bay at gmail.com. Let's get into the episode. I want you guys to know how to read the Bible on your own and how to open up this word and really pull out the meat and see what God is saying to you in whatever season you're in and with whatever verse that he's leading you to. So tonight we're going to take a, a verse and then I'm going to show you guys how to break that verse down and how to apply it to your life. So that's what we're doing tonight. So it's 8.34. We're going to pray and then we're going to get into the word. Hey, y'all. Thank you. Father God, first and foremost, we want to thank you for blessing us with another day. We want to thank you for the opportunity to be on live. Father God, I pray over each and every person on this live. Father God, I pray that this word reaches them in their places of brokenness. Father God, I pray that this word plants a seed of knowledge. Father God, a seed of understanding and a seed of wisdom. Father God, allow them to have the hunger to tap into your word. Father God, and not just tap into your word. Father God, but also pull out the meat and apply it to every area of their life. Father God, I pray that they leave this live better than they came and i pray that they leave this live with a hunger to search after you and your word and your will in jesus name we pray amen all right y'all so the scripture we're coming from today is mark let me get on my note because y'all know i'll leave them we ain't even coming from mark look i read mark was for me isaiah is for y'all so if y'all don't know when i come on here and i get on live like when i do my quiet time I asked God, like, God, what do you want to say to me? And God, what do you want me to say to them? So the verse that he had for me was in Mark. But the verse that's for y'all <laughs> is Isaiah 43, 13. So let me go to it real quick. So if y'all have your Bibles, go to Isaiah 43. And it's a very popular verse. I'm pretty sure y'all have um, heard it before. A lot of people preach on it. A lot of people speak it over their life. I know that it's one of my favorite verses, honestly. Um, and it's Isaiah 43, 13. And my grandma loved this verse too. Okay. So Isaiah 43, 13. Is it 13? 19. I'm sorry. Isaiah 43, 19. It says, for I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And y'all know this is my favorite beat up Bible. This is the NLT translation Bible. So that was Isaiah 43, 19. And when I was reading that verse, the first thing that I do when I do my Bible studies and when I spend my quiet time with God is I take the verse sentence by sentence. So the first sentence says, for I'm about to do something new. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write down that this will be an area where God will want you to reflect on either what's happened in the past or what you're currently experiencing right now. God is always a God of the future. He's never focused on the things that are behind you or he's never focused on your past mistakes. It's always moving forward. It's always tapping into where he's going or what he's doing next. A lot of times the enemy uses our past or uses our failures and our stumbling blocks to keep us 
there. He wants us to stay there. He doesn't want us to progress past that point. He doesn't want us to move forward into the promises or the plans that God has for us. So he will allow us to get caught up in our past mistakes, caught up in the things that we did in the past. Meanwhile, God is like, just keep trying. Every day, you got to clean slate. Every day, I want you to seek after me. Every day, I want you to press towards me, press towards the mark. Every day, I want you to get on this journey and walk on this path and try to be better. I don't want you to get stuck on what you did before or how things didn't work out before. I want you to constantly get better. So the first thing that this verse says, we're in Isaiah 43, um, verse 19. And it starts off with, for I am about to do something new. So if you are if you were doing this study and you were reading this word for yourself, I would want you to focus on the past. And then I also want you to focus on the now. Because what God is saying in this verse is he's releasing a promise. I'm letting you know, he's letting you know that whatever you're in right now, I'm about to change that thing. I'm about to create new in that thing. You don't have to get caught up in your current situation. You don't have to stay there. Understand that I'm about to produce something new. So when you read Isaiah 43, um, 43 verse 19 it says for I'm about to do something new see I have already begun do you not see it and if you're taking notes I want you to write down that sentence see I have already begun do you not see it because that sentence in itself is a call to action God is saying to you do you not see how I'm moving in your life do you not see how I'm changing things for the better do you not see my hand in your current situations and a lot of times we look at our circumstances and our situation from the flesh eye we look at it based on the perspective of this world and we don't see it based on the the spiritual side of it we don't see it the way that God sees it so he has to have a call to action do you not see it I'm already causing a shift in your life I'm already causing a shift at your job I'm already causing a shift in your finances I'm already causing a shift in your relationship my hand is already in the midst of what's going on in your life but if you don't fix your perspective if you don't fix your mind to really focus on finding God in a situation you're going to miss the way that he's moving so this verse starts off in this says I'm about to do a new thing and in fact I've already begun do you not see it so if you're taking those I want you to write down that the second sentence is a call to action God is calling you and saying I want you to pay attention to what's happening right now don't get caught up in the, in the emotions of what's happening around you because sometimes that's what happens sometimes we get so caught up in life in our day-to-day -day routine and what we're doing and what's working and what's not working that we don't ever take that time to just stop you have to take that time to have that solitude. That's why prayer is important. That's why spending time in God's presence is important because in his presence is where he will give you clarity. In his presence is where he gives you knowledge and understanding. He allows you to tap into his solitude. He allows you to tap into his peace. And when you tap into that, you get a deeper level of understanding. He allows you to see this thing full circle. But if you're living in the motion, you know how they say you outside of the house looking at sometimes you got to step outside of the situation to really see it as a whole. When you're in the midst of it, your feelings are involved. You're going through it, so you can't really see what's happening. So in this verse, God is saying, in fact, I've already begun doing a new thing. Do you not see it? And him saying, do you not see it? That's a hypothetical question. I know you don't see it, or I wouldn't be asking you if you don't see it. You know how you ever had somebody that was looking for something, and they were like, you saw my shoe? And you were like, you don't see it right there? Like, I I I'm asking you the question, but it's a hypothetical question because I'm trying to figure out, do you not see that thing right now? right there do you not see what I am doing in your life do you not see the way that I am shifting things in your favor so God is saying in this verse he's saying I'm about to do a new thing matter of fact I already begun doing a new thing but do you not see it so if you're taking notes I want you to write down that that's a call to action when God brings this verse to your attention he's asking you check your perspective 
Check your focus. What are you focusing on? You don't even see what's right in front of you. A lot of times God be moving in ways and doing stuff and we don't even see something that be right in front of our face because we be and we be focused on everything else. You ever going back to the looking for something example, you ever be looking for something and because it's so much stuff around you, it's so much clutter, you like looking over the thing. Like you ever been on the phone talking and it's just like, where is my phone? And you just looking over here, you looking over there, you walking back and forth, you going, you're focused and your intention is on everything else that are that's around you to the fact that you can't even see this thing that's right in your hand. It's something that's right in your face that God is doing in your life. And he's saying, but your attention is everywhere else but in front of you. So you can't even see the way that I am moving. So this verse says, it says, I'm about to do a new thing. Matter of fact, I already begun. Do you not see it? So when you go to the next sentence, it says, I will make a pathway through the wilderness. And when I was reading this, God led me to look up the definition of pathway. And the definition of pathway is a course of action. So when God say, I will make a pathway, he's saying, I will show you which way you should go. Because in every situation in our life, all the little circumstances that we have, all of the trials and tribulations that we go to go through, it's always a decision that has to be made at the end of the day. Whether it's a decision that you have to physically make, whether you going or not going, whether you in a relationship or out, whether you take the job or don't take the job, even if it's something with a health issue or a financial issue, the decision that you would have to make is whether you're going to have to have faith or whether you're not going to have faith. So in every trial and tribulation, there's a decision that has has to be made and in this verse what God is saying is I will show you which way you should go he said I will create a path in the wilderness because he also told me to look up the definition of wilderness a wilderness is a neglected or abandoned area a position of disfavor and we know disfavor is not favor that that area of your life does not have any favor it's not a good area of your life it's a neglected area it's an area that's abandoned it's an area that when people bring up that topic you don't even want to talk about that and let's just leave that in the past that's the area of your life that you rather brush under the rug that's the area of your life the generational curses that you don't want to face and the past traumas that you don't want to deal with they just gonna go unhealed it's that area of your life where God is saying, I will create a path in the wilderness. That area that you thought was going to stay abandoned, that's where I'm going to create a path. That area that you thought was going to never come up again, that you never would have to deal with, that's the area where I want to create a pathway. That's the area where I want to show you which way to go. That's the area where I want to show you how to deal with this thing. It's time to face those generational curses. It's time to face that past hurt and that past relationship that you just thought you got over. It's time to face that thing. So God said, I'm going to create a pathway in the wilderness and a lot of times what we don't realize is that in order for God to create a pathway in order for God to really move in your life you have to be in the wilderness we never want to go in the wilderness we never want to experience or face those past mistakes we never want to get face to face with those generational curses the mental health that came down your family line you never want to address those things we always want to push those things to the side and act like everything is okay and God is saying I said I would create a pathway in the wilderness so if you want to do it my way you're gonna have to get in the wilderness because that's where I'm gonna show you my power in it's in the middle of that mess that I'm gonna give you the message that I have for you it's in the middle of that mess that I'm gonna reveal to you your purpose I'm gonna reveal to you your strength I'm gonna reveal to you your power which is connected to my presence you're gonna have to face that mess you can't keep pushing that mess to the side you can't keep switching that mess under the road we're gonna have to face that because that's where I want to deliver you from so he said when you read Isaiah, we're still in Isaiah 43, 19. It says, for I'm about to do a new thing. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? 
I will make a pathway through the wilderness. And when you read the last sentence, it says, I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And when I was taking notes, I wrote down that when you're reading this sentence, I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. If you're somebody that's, you know, you're doing your Bible study and you're doing your one-on-one time with God, and you really want to know how to dissect the word, pull out your keywords. So with the last sentence, which says, I will create rivers in the dry wasteland, I pulled out the keyword. So the first keyword that I pulled out was will. That's often a word that a lot of people overlook. I will. We'll go past that and go straight to create. But will is an important word as well, because if you pull will out of that sentence, will is a definite word it's not a maybe it's not a possibility it's not if i feel like it. he said i will create which means that this is something that's going to happen the new thing that god is doing in your life he used definite words he didn't use possibility he didn't use hypothetically speaking he said i will so this new thing this path in the wilderness it's going to happen so the first keyword that you will pull out in that sentence is will and the next keyword that you will pull out is create he said i will create And create means to bring something into existence, to produce, to generate, to bring forth. And what we're talking about in this situation, when we're we're comparing it to our wilderness, when we're comparing it to the abandoned parts of our life, when we're comparing it to the neglected parts of our life, God is saying, I will create a change in that part of your life. I will do something new in that area of your life. I know sometimes you wonder if it's ever going to get better. I know sometimes you wonder if you're ever going to heal from this. I know sometimes you wonder if you're ever going to be able to live life and not have to deal with this thing, not have to battle this thing, not have to face this thing that keeps reoccurring, but I will create, I will bring forth, I will produce change, I will create a change in that situation, a change in that circumstance that will be brand new. So when you read the last sentence, it says, I will create, and then it says rivers. So God told me, look up what's the definition of rivers. And when you look up the definition of rivers, rivers is a large quantity of a flowing substance. They didn't say a flowing water. It says a large quantity of a flowing substance. And what God showed me when I looked up that definition, because we automatically associate rivers with water, but it says a large substance. Something, which is something. And what God was saying in this verse, when he said, I will create rivers, he said, I'm going to let go more than just water in your life. I will create rivers of peace. I will create rivers of restoration. I will create rivers of understanding. I will create rivers of healing in your body. I will create rivers of breaking those generational curses. I will create rivers of favor. I will create multitudes of things that you need in your areas of wastelands, in your areas of dry. I will create a multitude of something. It doesn't just have to be water it could be whatever area your experience lack in that wasteland it says i will create rivers in the dry wasteland and we know that dry means an area of lack so when we're going back to the neglected area when we're going back to the abandoned area when we're going back to the now and god is saying i will produce new i will call forth new he's saying that in that dry area in that abandoned area in that neglected area that's the area where i will create rivers of whatever you need to fill in that dry place it says i will create rivers in the dry wasteland i will create rivers of peace in the dry wasteland of chaos that you're used to. I will create rivers of finances in the dry wastelands of financial instability that you're used to. Whatever circumstance or whatever trial or tribulation that you're used to, that you're experiencing, that you're going through, that's where you will plug it in. This word, a lot of people say, how do, how do you read the Bible? I don't just understand. This is a living word.
word. He's speaking directly to your circumstance. He's speaking directly to your situation. So whatever you need in that dry wasteland, that's the rivers that he will create. So if, if your dry wasteland is a heartbreak, I will create rivers of healing in that dry wasteland. You can literally put in your circumstance, put in your situation into the word of God and get an understanding of what he's trying to say. So if we summarize what Isaiah 43, 19 says, God is saying that it's saying that God is about to do something new. He's already begun. He wants me to see it. And he will make a way for me in the abandoned, disfavorable areas of my life. He will produce abundance in my places of lack and release rivers of favor in the dry parts of my life. That's what it's saying. A lot of times, like that's that's why I really want you guys to understand that when you read the word of God, you have to take it sentence by sentence. And I'm not saying you have to because some people could just pull this out the minute that they read it. But as for me, I take it sentence by sentence and I'm really trying to understand and get the meat and get the, the meaning of what God is saying to me. God, what are you showing me with this, with this scripture? God, what do you mean you're going to produce something new? You're going to produce something new in what area of my life, Father God? How can I move forward with this word that you've given me? If God places a word on your heart, if you keep seeing the scripture, if there's a sermon that's speaking to you, don't just take it at face value. Really dig into that thing. Really get in the word of God and say, I'm going to break this thing down. I'm going to really understand what's happening. You said you're going to create rivers in my place in the in the wilderness. What is the wilderness? A dry area, an abandoned area, a heartbreaking area, an area that I didn't want to deal with, an area that I don't want to go through. That's what you're saying. You're going to create rivers. And when you do that with the word of God, it prepares you for what to come. Because if you wake up the next day and you're still in your, you're still in your wasteland, right? You're still in the place that you don't want to be in. You're still in the neglected area. You're still in the dry area. Now your mindset is different and you're saying, God, I remember that you said you would create rivers in the wasteland. So even though I woke up and I'm still in this wasteland, I'm not tripping today because I got that word. I'm not tripping on what's happening around me because I'm holding the word in my heart. I know what your word told me. Your word says that you're going to create the rivers in this wasteland. So while I'm still here, I'm just going to rest on faith and wait on you to produce the rivers that you promised me. I know what your word said. I know what I read. I understood it. I pulled out the meat and the enemy would want me to focus on the fact that I'm in the wasteland but the word is telling me to focus on the fact that this is where you're going to produce the rivers. It's about your focus. It's about what are you feeding yourself? A lot of times we feed ourselves our circumstances. We feed ourselves our situation. We feed ourselves what's in front of us. This going wrong and this never works out for me. And I keep going through that and I keep dealing with this. And he keeps saying this. And my family keeps saying that. And that's what you're feeding yourself. And the word of God is saying, I'm going to do a new thing. So what, what, what are you saying? What are you speaking? Speak the word of God. Speak this. Yeah, I understand that I'm still in the now, but the word said that I'm entering the new. The word said that God asked me, did I see it? And I, even if I don't see it, I'm going to speak it till I do. So we came from Isaiah 43, 19. And I pray that when, if you guys ever come across the scripture again, I pray that it truly speaks to you. And I pray that it shows you how to take any other scripture and really break it down and really get to what is it saying? God, what are you trying to say to me? God, what are you trying to tell me? Every time God speaks to you or God gives you a Bible verse, God gives you a word. It's for your situation. It's for what you're going through. God is doing a new thing in this season. There are some trials and tribulations that you're going through that everybody on this live is going through. There are some things that you're dealing with. There's a wilderness 
emptiness that you're in. There's a neglected part of your life. There's an abandoned part of your life. There's a dry part of your life. And God is saying, I'm going to create rivers in that. And in order to, and what I really want you guys to hold on to, thank you, Holy Spirit. What I really want you guys to hold on to is the fact that if God is going to create rivers in the wasteland, you can't leave the wasteland. You can't leave. You're going to have to sit in that thing. You're going to have to be there in order to witness the rivers. If God removes you out of that trial and tribulation, if God takes you away from that thing that's hurting you, takes you away from that thing that keeps you up at night, how are you ever going to experience his power? How are you ever going to see the miracle that he makes happen in that thing if he removes you from it? So a lot of times when you're going through trials and tribulations and you're praying, you just want to be taken out of it. You don't even want to deal with it anymore. And God is saying, I will create rivers in the wasteland. In the situation is where I'm going to save you. In the situation is where I'm going to restore you. In the situation is where I'm going to release my favor. In the situation is where I'm going to give you abundance. It's not me taking you out of it. I want to show up for you while you're in the midst of it. So if you're going through something, which I know everybody, we all go through, go through stuff. I want you to know that in that current situation that you're in right now, God is doing a new thing. And he's saying, do you, do you not see it? Because I already started. And a lot of times we can't see it the minute that it starts. But that's what anything. You don't see anything the very second that it starts. You got to let it process. You got to let it get to you. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't grow weary in the midst of the shift. I need you to stay solid. God said to me this morning while I was doing my quiet time, he said, when I'm doing, when I'm doing a shift, the thing that causes shifts to be delayed is when the person begins to move. So if, I don't know, let me just try to give y'all an example. If this is you, right? And God is shifting your situation like this, right? Sorry, y'all, this is a crappy example, but y'all just stay with me. So this is you and this is God shifting your situation. If you begin to move with the shift, you're not really experiencing the shift. It doesn't feel like a shift because you're not solid. You're not rooted. You're not grounded. So now you're missing everything that God, God is trying to turn your situation around. But because you turn it around, now it's all confusion. Everything looks like chaos. Everything looks hectic because you spinning and God trying to spin. And I'm trying to make it better, but you making it worse because you're not solid and you're not grounded and you're not rooted in your faith. God is saying, I want you to stay solid. I want you exactly. I want you to be still. Stay where you at so that I can turn this thing in your favor. But you cannot see the favor if you're turning with it. I need you to stay right there. I need you to be still. I need you to plant your feet in my word. I'm telling you I'm shifting something. I'm telling you I'm doing a new thing. But if you move when I move, then nothing ever get, nothing ever happens. You don't see the change that's happening if we're both moving at the same time. I need you to stay still and then I'll do the moving and I'll show you how everything flips and works together for your good. All right, y'all. So if you're sowing a seed tonight, we're sowing the IC seed. That, that's what it is. I see that that's what's happening this season. God is moving. God is doing a new thing. But if we're constantly moving, if we're constantly trying to fix it ourselves, if we're constantly trying to do this thing on our own, you moving and like you ever been trying to help. Some, I don't know why I just keep coming up with examples like y'all. You ever been trying to help somebody do something like say you're trying to help somebody zip up a dress and like they trying to zip it up. Why, you got to stay still. If I'm going to zip it up for you, 
You have to stop trying to do it. You have to let it go. You have to take your hands off of it if I'm going to help you do it. You can't zip up the dress while I'm zipping up the dress because your hand's in the way so my hands can't be there. And it's just causing all type of dysfunction because you're trying to do it and I'm trying to do it. You're going to have to let go. You're going to have to move your hand. You're going to have to get out of the way. You're going to have to release control. You're going to have to stand and know that I'm doing it for you. So if you're sewing a seat, we're sewing the ICC and you sew it to a dollar sign, the Christian Bay. That's what it is. That's IC. Okay, y'all. ICC. Because this new thing that God is doing, we need to see it. I want to see it. I know y'all want to see it. That's it. I see. All right, y'all. Let's pray. Clothes and makeup. <laughs> I'm always using clothes as an example. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. All right, y'all. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, we want to thank you for this word. We want to thank you for this revelation, Father God. I want to thank you for each and every person on this live, Father God. I pray that this word touched them, Father God. I pray that this word gave them clarity, Father God. Gave them understanding of what it is that you're trying to show them in this season, Father God. I pray that when they leave this live, they leave this live better than they came and that they leave this live wiser, Father God. Allow them to take this word and apply it to every area of their life, Father God. Allow them to take this word and become a better person, become a wiser person, become a more solid person, Father God. Help us be obedient and following you and listening to your promptings, Father God, and being sensitive to your Holy Spirit, Father God. We love you and we thank you for always loving us, guiding us, and covering us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to another episode from the Christian Bay Podcast. I pray that this episode bless you. If you would like to sew, the information is in my description box. My PayPal is thechristianbay at gmail.com and my cash app is dollar sign thechristianbay. I pray that this word blessed you and I pray that you have a blessed day. Love you, bays.